0: ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ hey everybody
1: welcome to motherfucking what in the world Ooh,
0: that was an aggressive intro i You're like it. Goddamn Hi, right. how are you i'm adam todd brown quincy johnson the second here we are your hosts with all of the most we contain so much most we are we are be besting at most
1: i i think that's pretty Ooh, accurate. you know
0: what new unpop's campaign be most
1: uh i like
0: it oh take that melania we we yeah. beat you to the punch you're be fucking most. be best yeah you could have been most but you want to be best no we be most
1: but like everyone can't be best
0: she gets that right no she doesn't get that there's got there's she's like she's not from this country she doesn't understand the translation
1: there's going to be a one best per school or at least per friendship
0: circle no are you, this is the this is the our generation was the daddy issues generation my son's generation is the <laughs> <laughs> My son's generation is the, the trophy generation where everybody gets a trophy. So now the, the obvious next step is everybody's the GOAT. You're, everyone's the greatest of all time.
1: Yeah, yeah. There is
0: no the best of... You're not the best basketball player in well, the I world Well,
1: I mean, anymore. you've already kind of adopted that line of thinking with your trash opinions about the greatest basketball player of all time. Oh,
0: yes. Le- LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. I mean, thank there can only for... be
1: one, and it's Jordan.
0: No, it's, it's LeBron. So They're...
1: thank you for setting that of example for future generations. It's Jordan is
0: the greatest of his time. LeBron is the best of all time. You oh, see, my. You see, it's all about wording. It's all oh about, it's just God. sentence structure. Just a little bit of, a little bit of word change there. Get, get everybody squared away properly. So
1: we're talking about the decision on today's episode. <laughs> Actually, we're talking about the Armenian Velvet Revolution. Talking
0: about my revolution. Mm. My revolution!
1: Sounds so smooth.
0: You know what? Of all the revolutions I've ever heard of, this is the most comfortable. It does. It
1: sounds nice. Mm. This is a thing that people were celebrating here in Los Angeles when it happened. Because this is very recent. This happened just uh april of this year mm-hmm. but it didn't get a ton of mainstream news coverage but if you were in the glendale area <laughs> you certainly heard a lot about you saw the those, armenian velvet revolution
0: all those parades of white bmws up going up the 214 glendale highway right just, oh so so great on two wheels oh yeah killing it. a lot of stunts uh
1: so basically what the the crux of what happened with the Armenian Velvet Revolution, is that the Prime Minister of Armenia, Serge Sargsyan. these names are going to wear me the fuck out on this episode. Ah, I can promise you that I, already. I
0: have so much faith in your pronunciations. Oof.
1: Sargsyan, uh he resigned on April 23rd of this year. He was first elected Prime Minister in 2007, and he'd been president of Armenia from 2008 to 2018 which is a long time for us. If you're in our kind of democracy, then 10 years seems like a long time. And Well, I mean that's with,
0: the that's the silver anniversary. So, you know, you want to yeah, you yeah. want to you want to celebrate properly. You want to plan for if you're if you're planning on being in office for 10 years, you want to make sure the anniversary gifts are set up correctly. That's all. For sure. Yeah.
1: And with the president we have in office now, it sounds like a nightmare oh. having someone in office for 10 solid. Doesn't
0: it feel like it's been 10 years already? Yeah, it does.
1: <laughs> and it's been one. Imagine if we had nine more left.
0: Oh, what do you mean imagine? You already said the man's winning.
1: Oh, yeah. I think you he's, he's going to win in 2020. Away. But hopefully by 2024, we will have World War 3 would our way out of it. And... Whatever well, country defeats us will we'll just be do you think rebuilding gonna, us in their own image. Who
0: do you think is going to run the wasteland? I can't wait for a Trump Tower Mad Max edition. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Because
0: most of them are already dilapidated anyway, so they they fit, they fit right into the Mad Max structure. So it's
1: Trump building shanty towns all over the place? I could see it. But in Armenia, this or in this part of the world, actually, this isn't all that unusual. To the east of Armenia is... Azerbaijan, which I I think I mispronounce every time. Someone called me out about it in the comments, and I said more like I don't care, Bajan. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man! Come on,
0: people! Get out of here! It it, it writes itself. It just
1: it just it flows through me, man. (laughs) Uh, In Azerbaijan, Ilham Aliyev has ruled from 2003, which is 15 years. So that's a long time. To the west. There's Turkey. We've done episodes about Turkey and Erdogan, who is basically a dictator now. Yeah. It's an autocracy, if nothing else. So he's been in power forever. Iran, that's a theocracy. They, they're they corrupt, but they do change leaders pretty regularly. Ahmadinejad was the president for a while, and now someone who's not Ahmadinejad <laughs> is president now <laughs> and uh, will probably be...
0: With, with war with them very soon. Starting
1: a war. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's kind of already started. Man. Israel and Iran started bombing each other immediately
0: again. after yeah.
1: the Iran nuclear they're, deal. They're
0: burning American flags in the Iranian streets right now, and we're officially the bad guy again. Yay! We did it, guys. Mission, where's the Mission Accomplished banner? I, I know. Did the banner people show up? The black and white flag serves as our... We should have <laughs> rolled it back up and then let it drop down. So yeah. I, could, I, have, I have two handfuls of confetti that I can no longer use now because there's no banner behind me. Yeah. This is... This is going to be an awkward recording. This is
1: poor planning, if so nothing else. It's my else. fault.
0: It's all my fault.
1: And then, of course, up north, they have Vladimir Putin and Ramzan Kadyrov. Never heard of We have talked a little bit about those two on episodes of this show. So it's not unusual to have people stay in power for a long time. This guy's been in power through previous protests. There was a, a 2016 hostage crisis where armed men took hostages in the police station. And demanded his resignation, and there were thousands more people who joined in and demanded it, but he still survived that. So uh, his departure is a significant thing, and that's why it was, like I said, celebrated by Armenians in living in Armenia, but also in L.A.
0: and are there Armenians anywhere else in the country? That's my real question. I don't. Where where are the there other actu- hot Armenian neighborhoods in America?
1: There actually are, and the reason for that is the Armenian genocide, which,
0: according to Turkey, never happened. I'm oh, sorry. What according
1: was that? to a lot of countries, <laughs> never happened, which is way really it's really a terrible really thing to laugh at. up. Yeah, yeah, it's a
0: terrible thing to laugh at. I'm very proud of that. But
1: the Armenian genocide is what caused all of these Armenian communities around the United States to
0: pop up, Mm -hmm.
1: and brought us the Kardashians. Well, you know what? Thanks, Armenian (laughs) Genocide!
0: (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like a fitting payback (laughs) when you really think about it.
1: Let's talk about, uh, before we get into what led to this revolution in Armenia, let's talk a little bit about the history of the country. Mm -hmm. From 16th to the 19th century, it was divided between the Ottoman and Persian empires with the Turks controlling Western Armenia while the Persians would control the East. Hmm. In the 19th century, the Russian Empire took Eastern Armenia from the Persians. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) From 1922 until 91, Armenia was part of the Soviet Union. Ah. And with the dissolution of the Soviet Union, it became its own thing. And that's good on one hand, but also a lot of those states that became their own states had no idea. Fell into major disrepair yeah. after the Soviet Union fell. And they were no exception. And they have, they have an intense bunch of neighbors. Turkey is... <laughs> George Summers, who does the notes for mm-hmm. a lot of these episodes, mm-hmm. put uh, the first line of the notes, If you know anything about, Ar- about Armenia's history with Turkey, you will know that it isn't pretty. Hmm. We don't talk wait. about that in America, but George. Wait. here's
0: the thing. Uh, is he talking about turkey? The meat, <laughs> like there, I think so. Was there a, was there an was there a, a, a tragedy at an Oscar Mayer plant in Armenia <laughs> that they don't want they trying to sweep under the rugs? Get off That's the how blocks. it all started. An explosion at a Tyson factory. It it's is crazy that
1: more people don't know about the history of Turkey and Armenia because I mean, obviously, he's referring to the Armenian genocide. Uh, well, again, which m- is like one of the first legit genocides in modern history.
0: Well, we don't we still have people who deny the Holocaust was real. So, yeah, that's true. It's it's like what I'm not going to get into it. It's just the understanding that there are a lot of idiots out there who only want to believe what they really want to believe. Right. Yeah. And so yeah,
1: to this day Turkey doesn't even acknowledge that it was an actual genocide and so the relations are tense there. Azerbaijan, when you talk about their relation with Azerbaijan, you have to talk about Nagorno-Karabakh. Of course you do. Household name. Yeah. Household. Greatest of all time. Yeah. My pick for greatest basketball player of all time. (laughs) Uh, Technically, this area is within Azerbaijan. It's largely composed of ethnic Armenians who want independence from Azeri rule. Uh-oh, that's I did not little...
0: know it was called Azeri rule. That's going gonna, gonna to cause a little tension in the streets,
1: you know? It potentially could. Hmm. Uh, Armenia's first president, Levan Ter Petrosyan, was part of the Karabakh movement and was forced to step down after negotiations with Azerbaijan regarding the region that Armenians viewed as compromising security. And so there's conflict there. They basically have conflict on all sides because they're also close to the Soviet Union, which is very much aligned with Turkey and not so much aligned with Armenia. And uh, under the Soviet Union, the countries of the Caucasus and Russia basically functioned as one state under one party and Armenians and Georgians served in government positions in Russia during its existence. Ethnic strife was largely disapproved of by the communist government, but the Sumgate pogrom of 1988 occurred before the fall of the Soviet Union and foreshadowed the conflict that would come. Following largely peaceful requests for Nagorno-Karabakh to be granted to Armenia, Azeris attacked Armenians living in the city of Sumgate Official records suggest about 30 Armenians were killed. Victims were mutilated, stabbed, and burned. Man, that was all
0: in 1988. That was that's, all in '88. That's still kind of fresh, you know. It's like you're not gonna. You're it's not very gonna fresh. Just, oh, all, all's forgiven. All's forgiven. That, that little tussle we had back in the '80s. No yeah. big deal. Uh,
1: far from it being all forgiven. In 1991, it turned into a full-on war between Armenia and Azerbaijan. And there were a lot of instances of ethnic cleansing. And Russia eventually helped negotiate a ceasefire. But those two countries also hate each other. Oh, yeah. So Armenia does not have a lot of friends in the region. And even if they don't have, even if they're not all enemies, I don't think they have a ton of people they can trust. No, not at all. And they also have Iran in their area. Georgia, which is largely a Christian nation surrounded by mostly Muslim countries, which is what Armenia is mm-hmm. also. And then there's Russia, who, who doesn't love having Russia as a neighbor. Hey,
0: man, they're here to help. Have you, have you met Putin? He's all about the people. Putin's for the people.
1: Putin is for the people. And the relations with Russia and Armenia aren't terrible. Uh, They date back to the 19th century when Russia took eastern Armenia from the Persians. Mm. Russia was seen as a protector of Christians, including those that were under Ottoman rule, which further contributed to Armenia's fondness towards it. And this relationship is complicated by the fact that Russia also has close ties to Azerbaijan, including the sales of weapons that the Azerbaijani government might use against Armenians. Putin also has worked in the last several years to develop a closer relationship with Erdogan. So even though they're kind of friendly with Russia, Russia still works with their enemies. So Armenia's just kind of out there.
0: I mean, they're just following the American model. It's kind of what we do. Yeah. We'll be friends with, we'll play both sides against the middle. We just, we just want to have a relationship with whoever wins.
1: We just want to make money off everybody. As long
0: as we don't get involved, that way we don't have to pick sides. You two f- duke it out and then whoever's ahead, hey guys, remember, we've always worked with you. I mean, sure, we did a little business with the other guys, too, but it's money. We're trying to make money, but here, we're here. We're here to help. We're all, we've been here to help before, so...
1: There's no reason that arrangement can't work forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're so fun. <laughs> so let's talk about some... We're going to get into the actual events of the Velvet Revolution, and let's talk about some names you should know. <sighs> uh, some <laughs> names I wish I knew how to pronounce... <laughs> There's Sayers uh who is the now former prime minister of Armenia. He was always unpopular, and protests occurred when he was first elected. That led to a harsh crackdown by the government. He also uh, angered people for his lack of results regarding the Nagorno-Karabakh region, which again, you got to bring that
0: up every time. Yeah, I mean, every it, it, it's on the people's mind. Yeah. Things. I felt like
1: you were getting anxious wondering, am I going to bring it when, up again? I'm,
0: how many times, guys, the new game is every time he has to say Nagorno-Karabakh, <laughs> you got to take a shot. That's you got to take, so. <laughs> take a shot.
1: Rewind the podcast, take a shot. Uh, in a session for the National Assembly of Armenia, Sargshian acknowledged that negotiations between Azerbaijan and Armenia had ceased due to the view that the Azeris were not keeping agreements. Uh-oh.
0: Mm, you it, motherfucker. I wonder what happens when you pull out of international agreements, you know? nah, eh, nothing. Nothing, nothing, things, nothing big. Things are usually fine. Nothing to worry about.
1: Then there's Robert Kokarian, or Kocharian, or Kokarian, or fucking Cocaine Rob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob.
1: Sargsian's predecessor in the presidency, serving from 98 to 2008, he was barred from further terms by the Armenian constitution and backed Sargshian for the, for the presidency. He was responsible for the crackdown following the election, which left 10 people dead. Damn. So these, this dude stayed in power a long time despite yeah. immediately murdering protesters right out of the gate. That's impressive. Our bad.
0: Yeah. You know, everybody gets a mulligan. Have we learned yeah, anything? We all
1: get to kill a few protesters. I mean,
0: we, to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs. So right. I made a mistake. That was early in my presidency. Give me a give me a decade. Yeah. I'll figure it out.
1: And he was elected in 1999 and reelected in 2003. Both times the elections were criticized by opposition as well as international observers. Well,
0: guys, everybody's uh, open to their opinion. You know, like everyone's allowed to have it. That's what I, yeah. that's, we have an open ear in our uh, Again, our government. So he got elected, didn't he? Make your voices he? so be heard. The elections or? obviously worked. I mean, maybe they, maybe there was hacking, but you, you didn't know what hacking was back in nineteen ninety nine. So you know, <laughs> yeah. guess what? You can't prove it. Yeah. Oh.
1: you had to hack shit on paper back Ooh. then. Much more difficult. Uh, this guy is also a very shady figure, right? Uh, probably as shady as Sarg-Shan. Uh One event under his administration has inspired conspiracy theories the Armenian parliament shooting of 1999. <laughs> on October 27, 1999, five gunmen came into the Armenian National assembly, assembly and shot up the chamber. The attack left eight dead, among them then Prime Minister Vazgen Sargsyan. come on, same last name, dude, and parliament speaker Karin Demirchyan. Karen, Karen, I don't know. Radio Free Europe describes the attack as a turning point in Armenian history, signaling the country's slide from blooming democracy into an autocracy. Following the attacks, Kokarian consolidated
0: power. Always a bad well, sign. Of course, you got to consolidate power. People are shooting up your cabinet. There's a threat. We got to consolidate the power to yeah. keep the people safe. Hey, guys, we're doing this for
1: you. All don't for you.
0: Understand?
1: I don't. I feel like people don't understand.
0: They don't, they don't this, get it.
1: Th- this guy was just misunderstood. Yeah, that's that's just all there was to it.
0: Misunderstood dictator.
1: Uh, following the attacks, many people wondered how the gunmen were able to get into the chamber and oh. whether they came up with the plan themselves or had a backer, and thus came the Why conspiracy theories. Why are
0: we asking so many questions, people? I'm doing this to help. Right? Do you think a leader in power would somehow conspire to let gunmen into a room full of people where he isn't just so that maybe people get killed and then he can take power? No. No. Nobody would ever. do. Come on. In a highly secure building, eight men were able to get in with guns when everyone else had a thorough security check? Hey, man, you you build a better mousetrap. That's the problem. You didn't have a good mousetrap. These were were smart mice. You're not going to believe this, Quincy. Apple mice.
1: Quincy, you're not going to believe this. What's going on? Russia is thought to possibly have been involved in this shooting.
0: Guys, Russia would never interfere with another country's democracy. Russia doesn't do that. They don't. Russia has, I don't, can you, guys, really, can you name me one time Russia has pointed at democracy and said, this is a bad thing?
1: Never. Never. I would argue, never. Thank you.
0: I hate conspiracy theories, I really do.
1: But, Alexander Litvinenko, wasn't he poisoned? I think he's one of the... Journalist that was poisoned at one point.
0: Allegedly. Allegedly. I heard, I heard he had some bad gafilka fish. So Co- yeah, could have been every, that. Again, stories are different depending on where you hear them from. He ate some
1: old borscht. Hmm. Uh, his theory is that Moscow orchestrated the assassinations to derail a resolution to the Nagorno-Karabakh issue. This is a quote from him. It is well known to many chiefs of Russian special services that the 1999 shootings in the Armenian parliament were organized by Russia's GRU. With that special operation, Russia's political leadership managed to prevent the signing of a peace agreement resolving the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. Take a shot. Right? There it is. Take another shot. (laughs) Uh, People in the Armenian government denied the claim, obviously, with then-National Security Advisor Garnik Isaglian Dismissing Litvinenko as quote a sick man. Of
0: course he was sick. Yeah, uh- <laughs> poisoned with radiation.
1: <laughs>
0: sick of living. That's what
1: he was. <laughs> Poor idiot. Oh, rest in peace, dude. You <laughs> tried to uh, report on the Russian apartment bombings and you died. Another conspiracy theory is that Kokarian organized the killings himself.
0: Ooh.
1: The main gunman, a former journalist named Nairi Hun- Hunanyan, claimed that the gunmen were doing a coup d'etat. And in the trial, he claimed that by killing Sargshin, he restored, quote, constitutional order, end quote, by strengthening the position of President Kokarian. It's also worth noting that. Karen Demircian was Kokarian's opponent in the 1998 presidential election. Many saw not only Kokarian connected to the attack, but also Serge Sargcian, who was national security minister at the time.
0: It's all about planning.
1: Man. So either way, that's some Russia shit.
0: Right there. I'm just upset Scandal ended this season because they could use this as a storyline for at least three episodes. Absolutely. Jeez, guys, we, we missed out on on some good on some good meaty television there.
1: I never watched Scandal. Really? I watched one episode in the dialogue. I was just like,
0: get out of here. It was a solid show. It mm-hmm. ended horribly, but it was a solid show.
1: Mm. Like The Good Wife. Yeah. Good Wife had a weird ending. Nicole Pashinyan. This is another name you should know. Formerly a journalist... Before going on to the Armenian parliament, he was the editor of one of Armenia's most popular liberal newspapers, Hekakan Jamanak. <laughs> fucking, lib- fucking liberals with their names. In 2004, his car exploded. While Armenian authorities claim that the explosion was due to faulty wiring, Pashinyan alleges that he was targeted for an assassin- assassination by Gagak Suri... Fucking A. Gajik Sarukian, a businessman with mm-hmm. ties to Kokarian's government, who was angry at Pashinyan's reporting.
0: Well, uh, let's, <gasps> okay, okay, let's take a deep breath here. That was a lot of syllables, a lot of Ks. Man. A lot of U's, a lot of R's, a lot of Yans, a lot of Yans. I told Yans. you, these yeah, names man. but wearing uh, me out. It, 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 let's just look at the timeline here. 2004, right? We, we weren't living in the dark ages at this time. 2004 was a booming time for industry. Everywhere around the world. Very... All over the place. So so faulty wiring in a car explosion? That's... Explode. Not like a, hey, my engine caught on fire and it was scary. Your car exploded. And this is probably a
1: person who... I mean, he was the editor of Armenia's most liberal newspaper. So he had...
0: Probably okay. enough money to drive a car. Unless he bought Japanese, you're right. You're right. You you were thinking it. I said it. Yeah. yeah he, he bought a Toyota or something. I didn't. Yeah. Shit. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. He should have bought a German car.
1: Toyotas explode all the time. Yeah. Start German them up. Car. Just.
0: Get, get yourself a nice Volkswagen.
1: Yeah. So yeah, he was definitely targeted. Mm-hmm. He was a member of the Armenian National Congress, a political group that that was in opposition to the Sargician government, founded by. Lavon Ter Petrosyan, Armenia's first president. Oh, He had supported Ter Petrosyan when he ran for the presidency again in 2008 and was forced into hiding during the government's crackdown on protesters following the election. That is an important thing to remember. This country hasn't even had their own government for long.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: just been since the fall of the Soviet Union. Yeah. And it's not going well.
0: Well, I mean again if you've been living under communist rule for so long where you did not have any power whatsoever you don't know how to run a government let alone right build a country's ecosystem you know what I'm saying and with the with, when they were put in charge it was like well what I mean I took a government class once I should be in charge right hey I'm I'm popular with workers I should run things it's like what 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 did you guys know about running a country?
1: But have you been on a reality show?
0: Oh, you're right.
1: You're right. Because yeah. that's
0: that's the qualification. Well, I mean, right he there. he promised us that no one was better at business than him. You have to believe him. He's on TV. Yeah. Who lies on television? Nobody. Trump's never lied to the people before. We
1: have laws against that. Yeah, you can't, you lie, can't on television.
0: lie on. You know what? That's why they call. You can't do that on television. Like they trained us at a young age to understand. You can't do that on TV. Right. So yeah. And it stuck. Thanks, Nickelodeon. You ruined this country. (laughs) And you cancel Rocco's Modern Life. You're animals.
1: So this guy uh, is also part of the Yelk, or Way Out, political alliance, and served as the group's mayoral candidate in 2017 elections. This is a group that critiques Armenia's decision to join the Eurasian Economic Union, which we've talked about Mm -hmm. on this podcast, and calls for negotiating free trade agreements with the European Union. Similar to those in Georgia and Ukraine. And, so uh, they. so
0: you guys know, their neighbors, not really big fans of the EU.
1: Yeah. So this guy, if anyone in this story is going to be targeted by Russia. Well, maybe because he he's pushing, also
0: has a faulty wired car. Like, you got to. Yeah. Who are you buying from? Did you check the Carfax? No? Well, then your shit's going to blow up,
1: right? Why is their fucking mascot a fox?
0: It's not called Car Fox car fax, but you can't use a fax machine. Yeah, you put put a fucking pair of legs on a fax machine. Do you know how, how scary that would be? I would rather a talking fox, sir. When, to...
1: when it talks, it's like phone handle just floats in the air.
0: <laughs> that's his penis. It talks bro. in that crazy can't, screechy voice. He can't have his phone dangling on TV. We got standards and practices. Yeah, my kids are watching. How am I supposed to explain explain his phone penis to my kids? Huh? Just a phone. Say, look at that phone penis on that one. (laughs) How about it, kid? Look at the phone penis on that one. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, nice. Check out that (laughs) phone (laughs) poon.
1: All right, let's talk about the events leading to regime change. So this all happened pretty fast. So that what we just went through—that's basically a really brief primer on how brutal this guy was, or how corrupt this administration was. But they still stayed in power for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And eventually something has to give. And it started in April of 2018. Specifically, April 17th, 2018. President Sargshian, about to be termed out of the presidency, this is so great, shifts presidential powers to the prime minister position, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then assumes the position of prime
0: minister. Dude, but that makes perfect sense. Have it's, you ever seen the movie Casino? I have not. Well, well and,
1: I have, but I don't remember it you remember, as okay. it pertains well, to this. In
0: Casino, when Robert De Niro wanted to get a uh, work in Vegas but couldn't get a gaming license, he was instructed that you change your title. That way, your paperwork goes to the bottom of the pile, and you never have to go through security check. Oh, that's all he was doing here, you know? Perfect. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I can't be president. Well, if the prime minister has all the president's power, I can, you didn't say you didn't say I couldn't be prime minister. Right there, you go. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's. It's all about paperwork, guys. Just, he's just sorting shit out. It's a little, little three-card Monty. You know what I'm saying?
1: On April 19th, he asked the government to reverse a decision that it made in 2008, giving him ownership of a mansion in Yerevan.
0: The, man, the, the prime minister needs a place to he stay. He needs he's got a new, manch. He's got new responsibilities. Yeah, nice manch. Right? A good, good palatio manch? Mm. Put some fucking fax machines in there. Oh, yeah. Deck Talkin it fax. the fuck out. Talking fax machines, maybe an owl. Because he's balling like that. Yeah, man. Uh,
1: The mansion is part of a secluded government compound where other high-ranking members of government were known to live. On April 20th, uh, 420, stay high all day, (laughs) y'all. Or happy Columbine Day, happy Hitler's birthday, whatever one you want to go with. 169.
0: (laughs) Hey, come on, guys. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Come on.
1: 169 people are detained following protests and roadblocking in Yerevan.
0: Blocking it with that sex. (laughs) Mm. Are you ready to protest?
1: Mm. Mm. Uh, They were detained following protests and roadblocking in Yerevan. Pashinyan encouraged the protesters. On April 22nd, 2018, Nicole Pashinyan is jailed after inviting Sargsyan for an interview (laughs) <laughs> this is pretty pretty fucking great uh, Pashinyan reportedly said I came here to discuss your resignation what's up with it to which Sargshian accused him of blackmail and walked out of the protest hey man, or walked out of the broad, you, broadcast you
0: don't spring this on me this is my my resignation is my business you know what I'm saying you don't just bring me into right. an interview and then drop knowledge like you know, how dare you
1: I'm surprised that throwing him in jail after that didn't fix things. It People should've. normally respond so well to, "Hey, you, oh, that you, guy's criticizing you. Just throw him in jail. You, you We're play, fine.
0: You play with the fox, you're gonna get bit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, right? he's a foxy hey. one. Hey.
1: So on April 23rd, 2018, unarmed soldiers join the protesters. Always a bad sign if you're in power. Oh boy. Once the soldiers start joining the protesters, you are. Done.
0: That's why we can't have our soldiers taking a knee. and Exactly. Yeah. Right.
1: And uh, despite risking harsh punishment for their actions, the soldiers were recorded hugging protesters and waving the Armenian flag. You're almost done, dude.
0: Social media is really killing the protest game. You know what I'm saying? It really like, is. You're, you're, you're emboldening people with hope way too early. yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You want to hold that back a little bit. Mm. So on April twenty third, two thousand eighteen, Sarkisian resigned. He wrote in a statement, "Nicole Pashinyan was right. I was wrong. There are a few solutions to the current situation, but I am not one of them. I am resigning as the country's leader and leaving the post of Armenia's prime minister."
0: Talking about my revolution, Woo. my revolution.
1: I mean, it worked. It worked. Yeah, they got him out of office. Get the fuck out. Uh, Karen Karep. Karapetjian, a former prime minister, is named as acting prime minister. Uh, but Karapetjian rejects Pashinyan's conditions for negotiations and protests continue. Uh-oh. Pashinyan calls for Armenian Republican Party to give up all its power and establish snap elections mm. to prevent Sarkisian from running a shadow government. That makes sense because this guy basically just said, all right, I'll leave and I'll appoint my replacement,
0: yeah, and all my I'm people, done. All yeah. my people who I've put into power are still in power. But right. I, I can step. It's like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it.
1: But then also this Pashinyan guy suggested maybe he should be the new leader, which that's not going to play well with people either. It's not. Be humble, dude.
0: Yeah. Like, it, you, you're, you're sitting here saying we need these snap elections, but also let me run things for a little bit. You know? right. Let me feel, see what that power feels like. Mm, get that mansion.
1: Uh, But, nevertheless, Parliament holds elections on May 1st, 2018, and Pashinyan is the only nominee. (laughs) The (laughs) the ruling Republican Party blocks his nomination. Pashinyan encourages people to strike. Mm. People strike and block roads on May 2nd. This persuades the Parliament to change their minds, and they plan a vote for May 8th. On May 8th, 2018, Nicole Pashinyan wins the Prime Minister vote.
0: Shouts out to young Pash.
1: By a margin of 59 to 42, he claims that he will call for snap elections when he sees conditions as right for a legitimate vote. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, a, it's turmoil out there, yeah. people. are protesting. Let's... Maybe we'll do it next month. Maybe we'll do it a few years from now. Yeah, like I want to make sure every... Are you good? Like, is everyone comfortable? Wait, that guy's uncomfortable? We can't have elections We have no yet. elections. We got to make sure everyone... Get a massage, maybe? People, like people got to feel day. good. National Spa Day. Everyone's relaxed. Then we have elections
1: i like that i like but that a lot we gotta,
0: it's gonna take us a while to organize that because that's a lot of moving parts yeah so
1: you can't have those elections you right can't away. have
0: a national spa day overnight you gotta you know work out the kinks so to speak hey guys write that down come on
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what's gonna happen now one question that a lot of people have is how this change in government will impact armenia's overall relationship with russia the earlier mentioned example of georgia shows one potential path that armenia might take in foreign relations but is it really the same? Former Georgian President Mikhail Saakashvili clearly thought so, praising the deposing of Sargsyan as, quote, a rebellion against Russia and claiming to know many Armenians sick of Russian interference. That's real. So Russia's going to invade Armenia
0: soon. Yeah, very soon. Very probably.
1: soon. Probably. Uh, some think that Pashinyan will take a pragmatic approach to relations with Russia. Armenia is a landlocked country, which presents it with certain disadvantages that nations such as Ukraine and Georgia might not have had to consider when they rebelled against Russian influence. Yeah.
0: They're Ar- coming at you from all sides, Margaret, you know?
1: Right. Armenia has only one country bordering it that is in NATO, and it's the one that committed genocide against it. Wah, wah. So there's no one to protect them from <laughs> Russia. Literally. Uh... So, and Russia has a history of intervening in countries where uh, a government that was favorable to them was deposed. It happened in Ukraine, happened in Georgia. So some worry that uh, Putin might see fit to invade.
0: Well, I mean, if anything, he'll have the Zapad there next year, you know? Exactly. Armenia is very, it's a very palatial visit. It's a nice place to hang out like maybe let's have a little zapad in that area let you guys know little zapad vacation it's like hey if you guys don't don't act right we're we're here by the way yeah so you know <laughs> make sure you do things the way we This won't we, turn into war don't we've, worry we've had some meetings talk about it figure out the way that helps us the most and uh, we're gonna hang a little couple of missiles here hmm. yeah
1: there's also the question of nagorno karabakh
0: hey take a shot
1: take a shot uh this is pashinyan speaking to bbc russia Armenia has always been inclined towards dialogue. All governments of Armenia believed that the issue of Nagorno-Karabakh should be resolved through dialogue, and we must rule out the rhetoric that leads us to believe that somebody is trying to resolve this issue by force. But this does not mean that a civilized approach should be interpreted as weakness. Should there be any provocations by Azerbaijan in Nagorno-Karabakh... We will set all international political issues aside and will focus exclusively on the defense of our homeland.
0: Ooh, talk about it. Laying down the, the... That's like laying down the gauntlet, you know? Yeah. Letting you know.
1: Yeah. And so that it's... Armenia, basically, the, the, the revolution's a good thing. They got mm-hmm. a, a mostly not great leader out of power. But now they're in a very vulnerable situation. Mm. And Russia, of late, has been all about snapping up those territories that used to be part of the Soviet Union. That's one of their fucking driving forces behind everything they do, just like the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Like, it's they want to reclaim these lands. And so the Armenian Velvet Revolution is a good thing that could lead to horrible things mm-hmm. and we'll just have to keep an eye on it and you know we will baby it's what we do here
0: oh yeah yeah you gotta keep, put uh, uh the r r is your badger brian in your google search history and so that way it always pops up you know a little, right a little google alert for nagaro uh
1: i was gonna nagorno Karabakh.
0: hey take a shot guys. take one more I shot. i hope you got nice and drunk during this episode because i <laughs> sure i well i started it drunk so yeah
1: all right uh, so, that's it. That's the Armenian Velvet Revolution. How easy?
0: It's 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 just great to see, up until the whole, you know, uh-oh, the idea of corruption in Armenia being in a very vulnerable position after this, but to see the people band together to make this happen is actually a very good sign yeah. for the Armenian region. Unfortunately, they're stuck in like between a rock and a hard place at this point, but the youth of the nation really stepped up and... Uh, people really banded together to make social change. Right. In an issue, in, 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 a, in a place where it probably wasn't going to happen.
1: Right. Or Russia sent someone in to tell the youth to do that. So oh, that's get,
0: true. Yeah, yeah right.
1: Could be one of those two things.
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: But <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> situation that we'll have to keep an eye on. Before we get out of here, what do we have to plug? Patreon.com slash on
0: Pops. Ooh. $5 guys, a month. Subscribe, get, subscribe, subscribe.
1: You get bonus episodes of all the podcasts I co host. Good times. A lot of co-hosting with the mosting. With the mosting, host mosting, and, and you get uh, all of our other shows all in one handy RSS feed. Yeah, man. Also, I think I'm on tour when this goes up. Probably.
0: Follow us on the socials if you, like if you yeah. want to keep up with our day to day guys. Follow us on the so social with us. Soch. Soch with us. Soch. Be more soch. Soch and eat soosh. There it is. Quincy, what do you got to plug? Uh, guys, uh, just follow me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter at Quincy Johnson. I I for all of your quincy johnson needs i'm pretty much stuck in town for a little while trying to make some things happen i'm out of my depression but now i'm just here you know there it is and uh we're having a good time either way yeah we are hell
1: yeah all right let's get out of here quincy say goodbye bye people goodbye everybody we love you